2: Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Dice Trade Cast on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by our friends over at the FFPC, Blue Chew, Blue Wire, and Bet Online. Lots of good friends with us today, and I am missing my good friend Dan Senio. Uh He uh, has uh, lots of kids and a wife, and uh, th- those things sometimes cause you to miss podcasts. Uh, but I am joined by a man who does have lots of kids and a wife, and that is our friend <laughs> Josh Bosch.
3: Yeah, I'm dedicated. I'm, I'm not like Dan who just uses them as an excuse. I'm like, sure, I'll just fill in Nathan anytime. Forget the forget the wife and kids. <laughs>
2: yeah, I would much appreciate it. I feel like we it's funny because I feel like we've done a lot of like, oh, we do this show every year. You know, me and Dan over the last you know, month or so, um, I feel like you and I doing a commis show on a day that Dan misses is becoming a yearly <laughs> experience.
3: It's it's definitely and it's always fun. So I'm always up to talk commission stuff.
2: For sure. So we're gonna be talking some commission stuff, and we got some commission questions. And John, I know you're an avid listener, and I often tell our listeners how bad they are at sending in questions. Uh, this time they sent in good questions. So good yeah. job, listeners. Uh, instead of the terrible question questions you normally send, you sent in good ones this time.
3: <laughs> yeah, you didn't even have to do much prep work. They did it all for you, Nathan.
2: There we go. And uh before we get into the show, uh I do want to pr- provide a stat. Um and there's not really s- many stats you can provide uh in the Commish game, you know, I guess there are some like uh how how many leagues the FFPC holds, but the stat that we're going to produce uh right now live which John doesn't know about. John, how many uh leagues do you commish? Not count, not counting eliminators.
3: Oh, I don't know. Uh not counting eliminators. Uh I can look this up here and go to all my leagues. Well, I'm going to just say uh, it's probably about 20. Let's just stop there. Holy, it's somewhere around holy.
2: 20. Well, John does 20. I have eight. So that uh, has a grand total of 28 <laughs> leagues commissioned by John Bosch and Nathan Powell uh, You know, in the Dynasty industry. So that's your FFPC stat attack is that we've combined for about 28 leagues commission- across between us. And go over, if you want a commission that's not one of us, go over the FFPC. FFPC is the home to the f- best fantasy football leagues and contests in the industry, including Dynasty, Best Ball, and, of course, the world-famous FFPC main event. To learn more or join a league, head to myffpc.com. That's myffpc.com. And, of course, we've got a handful of tools has designed specifically for FFPC domination. All right, so let's get into the show today. We're going to go over some general topics, some that we may want to discuss, we may not want to. I'll, <laughs> I'll give my uh, thoughts on if I want to discuss them while we're discussing them. And then we got questions. So uh, we'll start off with uh, – this is something I do want to hear. Uh, John Bosch has recently – there is a commiss chat uh, of several commissions in the fantasy industry, and John is in it. And he has, has informed the group that in his fantasy ball leagues, any th- any question somebody asks of him that can be solved by the screenshot of something in the bylaws will result in a fine, not a – I'm gu- guessing not a monetary fine, John, but something involved a blind bid or auction dollars. So talk a bit about, about your uh, instituting of a finding <laughs> process.
3: So should I start with the frustration of answering the same question over and over and over for something that's public knowledge and would take five seconds of somebody else's time to look up on their own? Oh, and I've already informed them. Should I start with that? Yeah, uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, this is a, this has been a rough off season. When you start commissioning 20 leagues or something like that, and you get these same questions and it's always from the same people and they're good people. So, I mean, it's, it's not really an issue, but when it's over and over and over and I've, for years just answered the questions so i've kind of enabled the behavior but look like i'm not your secretary (laughs) i'm not i'm not your assistant look it up yourself the bylaws are there i post on the message board the dates of anything that's important so like when you come in the chat and say hey john when's the draft and like i just posted a message on the message board that says the draft starts on this date like that's insulting like i i I've given you the information. I took my time to give it to you. You just didn't care. And you only want the information on your schedule. So like, I'm done. I'm moving on from that. I'm not answering. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that anymore. So yeah, I'm going to, I told people I haven't really defined it because I have so many different leagues where they'll be different. Uh, That's one of my tasks after we get out of all the rookie drafts and auctions is to figure it out. You know, if we have a, if it's a draft pick league, maybe you lose your fourth round pick. You do it again, you lose your third round pick. Eventually, people are going to learn. It's real easy to like go to the bylaws, hit Control F, and put like auction date or draft date. Usually, something like that is going to be defined in the bylaws. Read the message board. The worst is when people like ask me a question and I just sent just posted a message, and they don't have the message board alerts checked. I don't know if people know that, but your commish can actually see if you're ignoring the league or not. It's real easy for a commiss to check that so uh yeah that'll be coming in if it's a bankroll league you know maybe you're gonna lose five bucks of your bankroll maybe 10 it'll never be a monetary fine if it's a salary cap maybe you lose a little salary cap space you lose a dollar this time you lose two dollars next time in it each league's gonna have a little something different but uh, i'm gonna train my owners to definitely be a little more independent because i have i've i've done a bad thing in the past and just enabled them uh so it's time to change that
2: Yeah, I I will say I I definitely respect the move. My one issue with – the reason why I haven't considered putting something (laughs) like this in my leagues is that I, as the commissioner, I love questions. I would rather rather you ask me the question ten times over than do something that's against the rules. And so with the formats that I create, if you break a rule, it hurts the entire league. Like it doesn't doesn't just like – it's not just something that – you know, hurts me and takes ten minutes out of my time. No, it legitimately can change the like the course of a, a, a team's future. Just one person ignoring your rule. So before every auction I ever hold, I'm like, who has questions? Yes. <laughs> and and I say, listen, I will answer every single question right now. Yeah. And I will and I will answer every single question, you know, during the auction as well. But I would much rather answer the same three questions the day before the auction then answer eight different questions during the auction. Wait, yes. Before the auction, then during the auction. Yeah, I
3: said that right. No, I totally agree with you. And, and I mean, I love questions as well. I love it when somebody reads a bylaw and doesn't understand it and then asks about it. That's a totally different thing. Like that shows that you're that you're trying. and And I like that. I want that interaction. I want that discussion because usually it'll strengthen a bylaw. If it's weak, that really annoys me if I have a weak bylaw. So I want that pointed out to me so that I can strengthen it. And make it so that the next time somebody reads it, it's not really a question. It's just they read it and they're done. It's mostly just the, the questions of that are just laziness questions. Question, asking a question about the rules and stuff, that's not laziness, you know, unless they're just not looking them up. But if they've read them and say, like, hey, what does this mean? That's a whole different story. I love those questions as well.
2: All right, so speaking of the bylaws, something that uh that I've recently had to make an adjustment for in my bylaws is the supplemental draft. Now, it it appears it it appears that the it's not going to be an issue. That the NFL has come out and said we're not making exceptions based on COVID, uh and that you know, but basically you're only going to be able to enter the supplemental draft if you get kicked out of school. And I thought that was a bit surprising. I think it's good for you know us as commissioners and you know dynasty leagues in general. But I thought that was an interesting decision, you know, because of how uh, different this scenario is. Now, obviously, that's everyone else can have their own opinion on that. That that you can even interject yours he- here as well. But I will say, why, why don't you give? Do you, did you have a plan, or do you have a plan in terms of supplemental? Obviously, I know every league is different, but do you have a basic plan that kind of uh, you know blankets several leagues?
3: So for me, I mean, we, we will not be holding an alternate auction or draft or anything like that. For things like bankroll leagues, this is easy. This is going to be easy because <laughs> the, the people already have their assets and I have a hold of free agent auction. That's We don't have offseason waivers in my bankroll leagues because, quite frankly, they end up being a little overwhelming and nobody spends in them. So I didn't feel like taking the time to run them anymore and constantly change the waiver setups. Uh, but what we do is a free agent auction, you know, in like week two or week three of the NFL preseason. Those will be easy because if if there's players available, people will just spend there. Uh, the, guy, the draft pick based leagues, it's going to be a little bit more challenging, but I don't think you can just like put in some random draft out of nowhere with nothing being defined. I'm curious how you did it uh, or how you were planning on doing it. But I, honestly, I think those guys are going to end up just being some like waiver wire. I mean. People are, it's going to be, you know, split up based on everybody's going to have to go all in and pick one. Ultimately, I don't think they get in. Like you said, they, they're they only going to be allowed if the, if they get kicked out of school for some reason, something like that. Maybe they maybe some guys will try and work the system to get into the NFL this year. But I think the NFL wants it to be business as usual. And they don't want that kind of an outlier supplemental draft disrupting their business as usual.
2: And I do think it's important that yes, this would be the you know rare year that this would actually happen, but this is just you, you talked about finding holes or fixing bylaws yeah this was this was a hole in my bylaws like it's yeah. a hole that that's now fixed. I probably won't ever have to do it, and if I do it, maybe it's once every four years, but now that it's there, I at least have a plan. so this is my plan that I have put in place in all of my leagues, all my auction leagues at least blind bid waiver. Uh, blind bid money is not tradable until after all the auctions are finished. So everyone currently has all of their blind bid money. So that puts everyone on an equal footing. And what what my leagues will do is we will be doing a slow auction. So basically what we do for the rookie auction or a Debbie auction or any other mm-hmm. auction that we have – the only difference is instead of everyone having different amounts of money, everyone ha- starts out with four hundred dollars or one hundred percent of their blind bid money. And this will facilitate many trades if a Travis Etienne or a Chuba Hubbard end up because obviously you're not to want to, you know, if, unless you're the first person who nominates. Okay, I nominate Hubbard for four hundred. You know, you have the lead, but you only have the lead until someone makes a trade.
3: Yep. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, it's real easy to do with auctions and stuff like that. I. I mean, that's the perfect plan. This, it's another reason why auctions and salary caps and bank. See, but these, I, I've, I've even –
2: draft pick leagues. But I, I've even implemented that like in my draft league. So I was like, yeah. well, we'll hold an auction in this league for that purpose because it's just – I mean, I know you have that fog of war league, which is a little bit different. But I just don't think blind bid waivers are fair for you know, supreme assets.
3: It, it, what will happen is – it will be the same thing as what what will happen in the auction is people will just start trading for that blind bid. It'll actually be extremely exciting because what you're going to have is like a market where blind bid money has value, which let's be honest, it almost never has value. So all of a sudden you're going to have it where it has value and people will sell a player for blind bid money. And sometimes you see people sell like their fifth round pick just to get a little extra blind bid money if they want to know that they can get the guy, the one guy in week one that everybody wants or something like that. But now there would be a fun market.
2: Yeah, and it, it's one of those markets, and this happens a lot in salary cap and uh contract leagues, that as soon as it's over, that it's, money everything's worthless. The money is worthless. So like yeah. if if you come in second <laughs> in the race for the top uh-huh. player, you have no money. Like and so that, that's that would be the crazy part about that. Uh so let's move on to the next one. And I think that this one is becoming a little bit less likely as the days go by, but you know, that's just my take on things. Uh, canceled season and an impact on draft order i'll I'll start us off and say that my general reaction to this is doing a lottery of non-playoff teams for picks one through six in a 12 team league and a lottery of playoff teams for picks seven through 12 i've seen some people say a, a variation of that where you can do the lottery with odds you know stacked highest for the first pick lowest for the championship and you can only go up three spots um but I think either of those work, you know, capping about a number of spots you can move up as well as just doing a lottery based on playoff versus non-playoff.
3: Yeah, I I like both those ideas. I only have, I think, two leagues that are draft picks uh, where they're based on the previous year's finish. So I haven't really spent a lot of time trying to consider it because I I don't have to just yet. But it'll be something like that where, I mean, it's not going to be the same order as what it was in 2020. That's completely unfair. And it's not going to be based on anything else. It's going to have to be based on something random, which, you know, my feelings on anything random. I hate it. It's terrible. It's got to be based on something. I think your plan, kind of a combination of both those plans, not being able to go up three spots from where you were, but having it be a lottery to kind of figure out something that's a little bit fair. The worst teams are going to have a little bit of an advantage, but the best teams aren't completely screwed two years in a row just for being good one year.
2: Yep. All right. So we're gonna get into our questions, but before we do that, we're gonna talk about our good friends over at Bet Online. So our bet, our friends over at Bet Online want to t- want to tell you that there's no shortage of action going on uh, at our exclusive pot- partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to to bet on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24/7. That's honestly one of my favorite things about quarantine is seeing people bet on Madden games. Uh, Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden bracket challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament. You can enter for free and coming up uh next sunday bet online has ex-chicago bulls ron harper horace grant bill cartwright and craig hodges you know uh last dance hot in the street joining them to discuss michael jordan documentary so lots of former bulls joining bet online that that sounds like a good idea visit BetOnline.ag. use promo code blue BLUEWIRE, b-l-u-e-w-i-r-e to receive your new welcome bonus and check out our all of our action bet online your only online wa- wa- wagering solution All right. So now that we've kind of talked about our COVID-19 quarantine topics, plus, you know, John's, uh, you know, madness, (laughs) uh, we can get into some of your awesome questions. So uh, we'll start us off with the question was, there is a large divide in the league I'm in, extremely top heavy, with teams at the bottom trading picks years out to stay relevant. Have you ever done anything at at commission level to help change the balance of the league? We start with you, John.
3: I have not. Uh, That's not my responsibility to help uh, to like try to have the league balance. It's great. I might say something to the commission or to the owners, you know, maybe quit trading all your picks to try and stay relevant. Maybe just take it on the chin for a year or two and actually build. Uh, So, I mean, they're the owners are doing things that aren't the proper way to try and build in dynasties. So I, I the only thing I can really do is is tell them, which is fine. I will do that as a commish. But there's no like way to change a rule or anything to try and make the league better. You know, sometimes owners just aren't capable of going from the bottom to the top. And if they keep repeating the same mistake, I might reach out to them and, you know, have just kind of talk to them in hopes that they're able to get more enjoyment out of the league by trying a different path. But ultimately owners make their own decisions and I can't really have too much influence in that.
2: Yeah, I, I will say that one thing that I think people who haven't played Dynasty for five, six, seven years, or in the case of like Scott Fish, 30 years, um, <laughs> it, people who haven't been uh, playing that long, they get surprised in like year four and they see, oh, there here's this super team and here's this team that has zero shot. So there are, there are things that I wouldn't consider like actively like trying to fix the bottom teams, but, but there's things that I try and do, do accommodate to where – I don't want teams to just be bad with no way of fixing it and the first thing that I do that prevents teams from getting too bad is I only allow trading of picks one year in advance oh, I, yeah. think that when, I think that when you have picks two years in advance three years in advance that is just asking for people to trade away all their picks asking people to leave bad orphans and i I see it so often that people you know I, I, I get I get asked a question at least once a week like Oh, uh, sh- should I do this trade that has a 2023 second in it? I'm like, why are you <laughs> trading 2023 picks right now? And that's just as a commissioner infuriates me. Uh, I I I don't think that picks should be traded. I, you know, some people will say, oh, like we're all adults, we should be able to handle it. No, like that's just asking for teams to be bad. But the other the other thing that I have in most of I, it's all my leagues at this point is. I have a variation of the second chance rule in all my leagues. It's if a team uh, leaves the league, which I'm a great commish, but guess what? Almost every year, everyone leaves one of my leagues. Like, you know, at least one person leaves one of my leagues. That came out weird. But rarely does a 12-team league stay stay the same 12 owners year after year after year. So, essentially, I have the second chance rule in my leagues, but it has some – like, you can't say, oh, I'm just going to second chance next year because it's not a guarantee – of having that option it's only an option in the instance of an or uh, of a team being orphaned um but what that does is that yes it, it's a variation of just reshuffling the deck but at least instead of someone looking at their teams like oh i've hated this team for three years like if you hate your team throw it in the dispersal and you might hate your team a little bit less when it shuffles the bad players between the teams. And a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, in dispersals, there's often not very many players, not very many good players. But when you allow people to join the dispersal, you know, more, more teams than you expect. Like I, I would say in, in – I have a 24 team league, and I would say two to three people leave per year and three to four join the dispersal. So it's usually like a seven, eight team dispersal, which – no matter what happens, a seven-eight team dispersal is going to have assets in it.
3: Yeah, plus it's exciting. I mean, even even if you don't get, even if you don't come out of it with the team that you want, you probably had a lot more fun than just staring at the same roster. So that's always that's always an advantage. Just having fun in a league tends to lead to league retention eventually. You might cycle through one or two owners a year until you get the right mix, and then once it clicks. Uh, at least from what I've seen, once it clicks, there's ends up being a lot of loyalty. You know, usually, like you said, there's one or two people that leave every year. But the, as the years goes on, that that seems to uh, that seems to slow down. And then it's one every other year, you know, something like that.
2: Right. And that, that's why I like my variation on the second chance yep. rule, because you can't count on it. You can't say oh, I'm going to go super win now and then I'll just second chance it. Like you can't really I mean you can kind of count on it, but it's not a guarantee.
3: Yeah, I was hoping for another one in Red List uh, 1, Matt Price's league. I joined the dispersal last year on second chance and went all in to win, came up a little short. And my plan was just to basically, my, my plan for that league because it's a 2018 league, I think. So I was assuming there would basically always be a second chance and it's an auction, which I think I have an okay auction ability. So I wanted to just, uh, I was just planning to like every year restart but this year there was only one orphan and there was no like they didn't they just said i'll just take the team i don't want a dispersal uh so then there ended up being no second chance <laughs> i was like dang it that, oh, that's that foiled my foiled my plan of just kind of bouncing year to year to see how see if i could do it
2: <laughs> so our, our next question uh before we uh talk about our, our other friends uh our next question is actually from our, our editor uh and I think the the, the the question is silly, but I think we can expound upon it a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on owners trading assets in the trade comments? So, one thing when you when you have an auction league or when you have any sort of complicated league, it often necessitates trading of things in the comments. So, in, oftentimes that's you know sometimes future picks if you don't want to hold them specifically on MFL, or it's Debbie spots in a Debbie league or its affiliations in a league with no name league there's you know many good reasons to, tr- to involve trading in the comments but that can sometimes lead to owners thinking they can trade things that they can't because they see oh this trades in the comments so if i just put this in the comments it'll be okay and i mean the example of this w- was that in one of my leagues someone traded away their 2022 third round pick and i was like nope. that's not that's not a thing <laughs> like it on mfl you can trade your 2021 first i mean 2021 picks and they were like oh i just assumed that i could like just give it to them next year like no it's not a tradable asset right now it's a tradable asset next year so john what are your i guess what are your thoughts on uh you know trading in the comments what do you do to prevent owners other than just reversing trades when they happen preventing owners from thinking they can trade things that they can't
3: yeah i mean my my bylaws are all pretty clearly defined i think we're like i have a section on trading and i think it says like trade draft picks can only be traded one year out so like that's 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 pretty pretty well defined when you try and trade a 2023 third or whatever it was in the comments yeah that's going to get reversed real fast um but i have a lot of leagues where you have to use the comments my salary cap leagues i basically require you to define each contract that's being swapped and you can split them like somebody can take on some dead cap and hold some of the salary cap of a player and then the other person basically gets a discount on that player so there's no way to automate that so that has to be put in the trade comments so there's some good things with trade comments but like you said once people see things like getting traded via comments that are legal it does tend it always happens i mean there's always somebody that just thinks oh i could just do that and give it to them later and there's a reason that you can't trade your picks. I mean, that's, that's so basic and on there. Like if we were going to allow draft pick trading on MFL for the next three years, guess what? They'd be unlocked. Like there's a reason they're locked by your commissioner. It's not tradable. So, but other things, like you said, in specialty leagues, the comments are a necessity. I have power hungry. I mean, you can, you can bribe somebody <laughs> uh, to play a power on somebody else. I think I defined it as, yeah, that's fine. But guess what? I'm not, I'm not enforcing it. Like, I don't, if it's in the trade comments, everybody understands what the, what the trade is, but that doesn't leave me to like go and force the person to do it. So you're kind of, uh, you're kind of taking a risk, but it's a good league with everybody who likes each other. And I don't think anybody would backstab, but mostly I don't want to have to enforce, you know, some sort of comment that is, uh, I don't want to have to go and do extra work. So I leave it to the owners to decide in that league.
2: Yeah, that, that actually brings up. Kind of my league with no name leagues, which for those that don't know, basically it's a league based on being able to bid on specific NFL divisions or college conferences. And in those leagues, if I have NFC East and NFC West, I can't bid on Drew Brees. But I can send money to an NFC South team to go bid on Drew Brees. Okay. But I, as the commissioner, am not uh, liable. For either end of that trade, actually holding up with the deal. So we call them quote unquote bid for me, where you send money to someone to bid on a player for you and you give them something in return for that. But it's in the bylaws that it's not in the bylaws that if you're doing a quote unquote bid for me trade, it's nothing to do with the commissioner. Like either party has the option to screw the other person over. But it's highly discouraged because when that happens, hey, you know, Steven screwed me over, don't ever trade with him again.
3: Yep. (laughs) I think, I think, I think that's how a lot of people end up feeling about it as a commissioner. Like some things I'll allow, but don't ask me to actually track these things and enforce them because that's just a pain in the neck. So just handle your business amongst yourselves.
2: Speaking of things that are (laughs) a pain in the neck, you know, sometimes you want to last a little bit longer, but you just can't do it. So that's when you get, get in touch with our friends our good friends over at Blue Chew, get that pain out of your neck and get your Blue Chew on. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings you performance in the bedroom to, in your be- in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients. They're in Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the waiting room or in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online position is free of cost and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order for free when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com promo code BLUEWIRE. Get involved with Blue Chew to last longer. Well, this podcast is going to last a little bit longer because we're going to be talking about some more topics. So our next question is, as a commissioner, at what point do you end a Dynasty League? Is it when the turnover starts to become a problem or when things just don't feel fun for the group anymore? Or is it even your call to make? I've heard stuff about leaving leagues, but not commissioners ending them. I will start us off because I have some experience in this realm. I've never ended a league, but I have... I have uh, forfeited commissioner rights and I've also taken over commissioner rights. So what I have done and what the person who forfeited commissioner rights to me in, in this, these scenarios have been, it's been like, all right, I don't want to commission anymore with this league. I don't, I don't want to commission this league anymore. So I go to people in, in the, or not people, usually it's one or two people in the league that I trust and say, Hey, I would like this league to continue. Would you mind taking this over? And both times I've had someone take me up on on the offer that I, I've done that and so th- it's never resorted to me ending the league I think that's certainly an option for for those things but I think that if you're the commissioner it's it's your you know responsibility to at least try first to like reach out to someone and if someone's if they say no you can just say hey I'm ending the league if anyone wants wants to take it over they can but i I do think that there's not really much else you can do if you're a commissioner and wants out of a league.
3: Yeah, I actually have a league where um so it's my empire league which isn't actually an empire league. I didn't know what a real empire league was when I first started playing. Uh but this is the league where there's like five different pillars in it, a whole bunch of we play a bunch of different formats of fantasy football and then we track it over 5 years and you get points based on where you finish in each format and then it pays out after 5 years. We actually ended up having like three people leave after year four, and I think two people left after year three. So we had had like five owners change in the last two years as we were approaching the big payout. So I kind of made the decision, look, we're just going to go ahead and do the payout right now to whoever's in the lead and the top, you know, whatever those payouts are after four years. And then I wanted to just do a reset. We've got, you know, so many new owners and I think it was going to end up repeating over and over because some of the owners that left, they didn't leave the best teams. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, in this kind of situation, it, it ended up working out real well. Everybody was on board for a reset. There was one team who actually had a several 2020 rookie picks in one of the formats. And I felt a little bad, but you know what? He was totally on board. I just approached him and I, I kind of talked it over with him, asked him if he was OK with it and. He was like, yeah, dude, this is the best thing for the league. Let's make the league the right thing. So if you have the right owners, you can usually work anything out. And if you don't have the right owners in the league, guess what? You're probably not going to care what happens to it if you're already ready to burn the league. I didn't want to burn the league because I like it, so, but I was able to reset it, which is, which was really, really good. I don't think I've ever really ended a league. I think that was the closest like, to, to changing. I, I mean... I've been pretty lucky that I haven't had to end any dynasty leagues that I've started, I don't think. I don't think I'm missing any out there. I mean, I I think what your what your suggestion is the best, you know. You know, you know the people in the league that are probably capable of commissioning and the and then the people that are in there just to play in the league, which is fine. I have plenty of leagues where all I do is play and I have no interest in being in charge of the league. I did take over a league this year as a commissioner, and I dropped a league as a commissioner. Somebody else wanted to keep something intact that involved comment tracking. And I was giving up on that. I was going to change this over to draft picks uh, to just track the values of future tradable assets. And they wanted to keep it intact, which gives us more freedom, but it was kind of a pain in the neck. And he asked if he could commission it. And I was like, yep, here you go. <laughs> you, 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 you now have the authority. I've given you the, uh, I checked the box on MFL. You're now the commission. Enjoy. I couldn't step down fast enough. Uh, but then somebody else was leaving a league and I didn't want the league to, to get burned because we just started last year and it's a good league with good people, but he had some medical issues that he stepped away for. And so I took that one over. Um, so usually you just find somebody else to commission. Usually there's somebody else willing to do it. And if nobody's willing to do it, then yeah, just let the league end because.
2: And also, if there's no one else willing to do it, it's probably not a league worth worth saving because. Correct. It, if if there's a league that I'm in and the commissioner's like, granted, I'm it's mostly like Ryan McDowell <laughs> yeah. and myself are my only commissioners. <laughs> but if there if there's a league I'm in, the commissioner wants to leave and I'm and I want it to stay, I'm like, all right, like you know, don't let it die. I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Um But I have to really want it not to die in order for that to happen.
3: Yeah, I mean Ryan shut down a bunch of his leagues, but I think some of those—what uh, was that, two years ago or so? Like he he stopped he stopped commissioning. I he wasn't playing in them, but he was commissioning them, and uh, you know he 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 just stepped down from them. And I think most of the leagues ended. But I as far as I know, some of those continued because somebody else just stepped up and said they'd commission the league. Which, if you want the league to continue, somebody has to take that responsibility.
2: For sure. All right, let's wrap up with. Um a, uh, a fan of the dynasty trade cat oh oh my goodness i i forgot i forgot folks i should have teased it at the beginning of the episode so we have two things left to do we have a question from a fan and i also have a uh edition of Devi or not um, oh <laughs> so first the question from a fan uh you may have heard this name before uh john
3: matt priss matt priss is, is that something something like that He's like Matt. a bee. Ke- he's a beekeeper in in uh, San Antonio or something like that. I think
2: Matt Price, San Diego, uh, oh. zookeeper.
3: Oh, I'm so
2: close. <laughs> he had a question for us, which um, back in uh, the Dynasty Double Take days, uh, RIP to that podcast. Uh, Dan and I debated, you know, or not debated, more so just came up with solutions for converting a one QB league to a superflex league. And I'll start us off here just to give my take. Uh, first of all, I think anyone who says give it, you know, two draft periods, three draft periods, I don't think there's any amount of draft periods that can fix uh, from a one QB to a super flex. I also think that either a just start a new league or live with it personally, I would never really do a qu- one quarterback to super flex transition, but I do have my own opinion of how I would do it if I were <laughs> to do it and how I would do it is that. I would create some sort of formula in regards to the one quarterback value of all of the quarterbacks in the league and give, and w- one way of doing it theoretically could be using like the DLF, tra- uh, DLF trade analyzer. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, DLF trade analyzer and like give that value to a team. So if, if Aaron Rodgers is worth uh, 30 points and, uh, Carson Wentz is worth 20 points. That team starts the auction with 50 points, the quarterback auction. And and then the other kind of way to do it is try and find a way to do future reimbursement based on how high the player goes in the auction. So like, it, if the player goes for X amount, $100 in the auction, then they get reimbursed a first. If a player gets goes for $50, they get reimbursed a second that's more complicated and kind of, you kind of have to wonder where those picks are coming from, but those are the two ideas that I have.
3: Yeah. Uh, so that what league that I reset <laughs> this year, uh, Empire, it was originally one QB. And this is one of the major reasons that it's getting reset because we want to go to superflex. So it essentially is a total start over. I don't think there's a perfect way to convert. I don't have a problem with converting though. You know, re- matt is matt price is converting the hostile auction dynasty league i believe is the name full name of it and i think we're just i'm in it i believe the plan was basically just it's going to convert in a year uh, what is it 2022 maybe i should probably go back and look i'm a terrible owner didn't read it uh no i read it and i was fine with it so i i wasn't against it so it didn't stick in my mind but i think you do have to you can't just do it immediately I think that is too impactful. I think you, I do think you do have to give at least like, two. no, 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 no,
2: no I, I, no, no, I, I was saying that yeah. I, I don't, th- I don't think you can just do like, I, I certainly would never do it. Like, okay, 2020, we're starting two quarterbacks now. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, but I don't think that the doing two draft costs or three draft costs, I don't think that solves the problem. Like it doesn't, it's never I,
3: perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I have some one quarterback teams that are like, wow, like this team would be yeah. loaded if the superplex <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It'd be quite nice. Dan did. I'm not going to go into it because I don't remember all the details of it. But Dan spent hours. Uh, you can look at FF Salamander. You can ask him. I'm sure he'll go into great detail on exactly how he planned to do it in a league that ended up not doing it. Spent a lot of time trying to figure out. And it was based on a formula like you were talking. I mean, there are definitely ways to incorporate as much kind of objective data is you want to kind of give a value to what the roster is currently at. But I mean, that's it's still, even with that, it's not, it's not perfectly fair because those, the, those quarterbacks are on people's rosters, probably incorrectly uh, in single quarterbacks leagues. And then they're just immediately getting a value right now. So, it, you know, there's no great way. The biggest thing is the owners. It all comes back to the owners. If the whole league wants it, then it doesn't even matter. It's just easy to do. If your league is split and half want to do Superflex and half don't want to convert, then you're never going to be able to do it in a way that makes the league happy. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean it's the and, basic thing is make sure everybody wants it. And I think that most scenarios where someone wouldn't want it, it
2: it's not that they're saying, I don't want to play Superflex or I don't want this league to be Superflex. It's more so they're like, I don't know how we can do this fairly. And, yeah. you know, so, I mean, there are ways to make it more fair than less fair, but I. It's hard to pinpoint a, you know, totally fair where everyone's going to come out happy with what happened.
3: I mean, it's kind of like if the, if the 2020 season gets canceled, there's going to be people that are uh, getting the short end of the stick when it comes to the 2021 drafts. Like that's just ha- that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to have a strong league that some people are just going to oh have to accept that. And other people are going to get a little extra bonuses. That's that's going to happen. You know, it's a massive, massive change. So you just have to have owners there on board with it.
2: And I I will say I'm often a fan of votes and putting things to votes. One thing that I I feel like I've adopted more so this off season is you have to have some conviction as a as yeah. a commissioner that when you just say things, if you don't ask things and you say things, then I feel like I get less complaints from when I say this is happening now yeah. than than <laughs> hey, what do you guys think of doing this? Because then Everyone's going to get their opinion. And then like when I go with Joe's opinion over Larry's, like Larry's like, why did you go with Joe's opinion?
3: Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed that as well. There have been plenty of times where I've just said, all right, we are converting. And like I said, in that one thing, uh, like I said, in that one league, I said, look, we're just going to we are changing this to, to draft pick leagues uh, or not draft pick, but draft pick tracking instead of comment tracking. And it didn't go through in one league. It did in another because I, I basically am trying to make my job a little bit easier commissioning I outright changed to no trade trade deadline at the end of this season. There wasn't a vote. I mean that's a huge change and I messaged every single one of my leagues and said, "All right, I've done a 180. I used to think the trade deadline was important because it stimulates action and stuff like that, uh, you know. But I can I I've done a 180 and now I see the value of no trade deadline. So I just said, "We're switching. Also, if you trade your future first, you're going to pay your fee. Like, I, I used to not have that involved either. Those were That's key- such a
2: chore, though. I, I don't have it simply because I don't want to have to go chasing people for fees all year long.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to either. But uh, in order to give – that was the biggest reason that I did not allow late trading is because I didn't want to have to track down the money. Uh, but I know people want to do it, so as long as they just pay me the money, I'll make it easy, and we can have no more worry about it. But I didn't I didn't ask. I didn't put that to a vote. I just said this is how it is. And guess what? There was really not a lot of pushback.
2: <laughs> all right. So uh, we're gonna have a quick uh, dev. or are not I feel like we've been lower on the games this, this offseason, probably because we have been doing two man podcasts a little bit harder. But I have brought a game of Debbie or not. Now, John, I'm pretty sure I know you play in Debbie leagues, but you tend to like avoid the Debbie's like a plague, right? Uh,
3: I, I not in all of them in pigs won because my team was set up to win. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't avoid him there. Although I did get, I did get the one Debbie there that I really, really wanted. I got Evan Prater. I'm a Bearcat fan. So I got him for, I think $2, maybe one or $2. It's like, sweet, throw him on my roster. I don't have any money. I don't have any taxi squad because I'm trying to win now. Uh, other leagues, I, I know other leagues. I dip my toe in a little bit. Okay, picks too, well, then... I got Sage Sherratt and Jalen Waddle. I'm stoked with those, with those Debbie hey. picks this year.
2: Well, then you might know these names, and it might not be any fun. <laughs>
3: but here we go. I'm just gonna text Travis real fast. He's usually <laughs> the he's usually the one I have to ask for, for names. All right, let's see what All happens.
2: Right. So, Devi or not, Devi or not, here we come. We're gonna talk about some Devies and some boy bands. Here we go. Oh, boy
3: bands! Oh, that's this is <laughs> this is unfortunate.
2: Devi or not, boy band edition. It'll either be a Devi. Or a member of a boy band.
3: Are we talking like uh, 1990s boy bands? Hopefully. Uh, okay, we,
2: we we range between the 90s and the 2000s.
3: Okay, I might have a chance at some of the uh, late 90s ones. I remember some of their names. Some of them lived in Cincinnati and were from Cincinnati, so they're they're famous around here.
2: All right, first one, Devi or not, Pat Firemuth. Oh, he's Devi. <laughs> do you know who he plays for
3: uh i don't but i've seen his name on rosters he is definitely 100 percent devy
2: yes he is a tight end from i think penn state <laughs> i know he's a tight end in yes. the northeast <laughs> all right uh next one zane malik uh boy band okay do you know which boy band
3: no idea i just didn't think it was a devy because i didn't recognize the name
2: <laughs> <laughs> one direction oh nice OK, uh, next one is White.
3: That's a Debbie. He's a Georgia running back, I
2: think. Right. OK, there we go.
3: Oh, sweet. Did I get that right? He's like yeah. an incoming freshman or he was a freshman last year, wasn't he? Uh,
2: no, he so he tore his ACL uh, in the first freshman season. So he was okay. a retro. He was a retro freshman this past year.
3: OK. All
2: right. Next one, we will go with Trey Lance.
3: Uh, I actually think that is a boy band name
2: wrong oh darn it is a debbie he was the reason why i came up with this game because trey lance is the most boy band name yes. ever
3: That's but he word. is definitely got he, me
2: but he is a north dakota state quarterback
3: oh i should have known that because uh is it uh is it oh i want to say it was kate oh there's there was somebody who was touting him i should have known that name actually i remember him touting him I can uh, well,
2: well. Matt Miller from Breach Report had him like in the first round of his, like, you know, first mock of for 2021. And like, nope, like, granted, like, I, I'm pretty deep into Debbie. I had never heard of Trey Lance. Uh, when Matt, but when Matt Miller, you know, put him in his first round of mock, now everyone's like Trey Lance, the sleeper of 2020. <laughs> and so that's what ha- happens with feature boy band members, Trey Lance.
3: I was on Dynasty Warzone and he was brought up. I'm trying to remember who I was on with. That's terrible. Sorry to whoever that was. I should <laughs> I right. should know it. It's somebody I know too, and I I interact with on a ba- on a regular basis. Oh man, terrible. I'm bad.
2: I'm sure they'll forgive you. Uh, next one, Ryan Met.
3: Hmm. Never heard the name, so I'll guess boy band. Boy band, AJR. Yes. Oh, I should I actually love AJR. I would not call them <laughs> a boy band at all. You realize they're the they're internet? boys in a band. Uh, that, they're not a boy band good lord there's a difference between boy band they're not oh man i uh, i do love ajr i
2: know i, I like ajr a lot too so
3: <laughs> they're, they're they're the opening music the dynasty game night i mean my oh, kids yeah, yeah. and i my kids and i jam the ajr often
2: all right next one doo, 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 doo. chris kirkpatrick
3: mm, Devi. wrong again dang Boy band I didn't think you'd go back to back boy band I had, I did not hear the name but like I've never heard of that
2: <laughs> Patrick uh in sync
3: oh okay I should actually probably know that one because that was the boy band era of which I'm a little familiar
2: <laughs> all right and we got two more Drake London Devi Devi is correct do you know where he plays
3: I don't but I've seen his name on a roster <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. again He's being drafted in Debbie drafts this year, a wide receiver at USC. Okay. And we'll wrap up with Debbie or not. Here we come. Here we go. Last one. Kevin Richardson.
3: Mm. I'll go Devi. Wrong again. Dang.
2: <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Richardson. Also from the area you were speaking of Backstreet Boys.
3: Oh man. I mean it- I didn't listen to any of those bands. I wasn't a fan, but I should have, like, I feel like I would have known some of their names. Well, yeah, no, Joey it, Fatone. Yeah. Uh, I would know Justin, him. Justin Timberlake. Yes. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> obviously. Yes. Obviously. I'm trying to think there was I, I another one. Went,
2: I went with the band members that, I mean, obviously I don't think anyone knows the names yeah. of anyone J.R. but, <laughs> but yeah, I tried to go with the ones that were lesser known names.
3: Hey, I'm at least happy. I I felt I felt pretty good about some of those. The ones I didn't know I was guessing. And there were some Debbie people that I actually knew. I think I've been terrible at this game in the past.
2: Yeah. All right. Let's uh, wrap up the show. Uh, John, thanks so much for coming on to talk commish talk. And uh, I'm sure we'll do it around this time next year.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Anytime, Nathan. Anytime.
2: All right, before we head out, uh, I want to let you guys know that you should become a subscriber to Rotoviz and support the podcast, Rotoviz.com slash radio. Also, Rotoviz.com get it, get your subscription by putting a discount code 2020RV Radio. Get you a ten percent discount on a one year subscription, and it helps support the pod. So get your content, get your tools, support the pod. All those great things, and uh, we'll be very much appreciative of you going to roadvis.com and getting your subscription with discount code 2020 RV Radio. We'll talk to you guys next week. kudos